What up, baby? It's the DJ legend, Molly Maul in the building. I don't care who first or who last. Need to shake that ass with the Mega Late Show, baby. You know what it is. Peace. All right, here we go. Uh, peace. Welcome back to the Mega Late Show. I am Mega. I am a cultural ambassador for Toshima Ku, which is this, Ikebukuro, International Arts and Culture City, the only one in kind of Tokyo and the second one in all of Japan. I mean, so uh, yes, I'm also a lifelong B-boy and I like to call myself uh, a person from the uh, last generation of the four element hip hop heads. That means I'm kind of old and also means that I make useful distinctions between my definition of hip hop and maybe yours. Uh, This is the Mega Late Show, Tokyo based hip hop, art and culture podcast. And we uh, we do that consistently. Hip hop, art, culture. Last week I had on uh, Robbie Heat and uh, Piggles Digaijin. Uh, who are members of the kind of dance hall community out here. Check them out doing their thing regularly. Less regularly now with the coronavirus, you know what I mean? But but yeah, those dance hall teens. You know what I mean? We got to talk about a lot of stuff there, so I want you guys to check that out. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and go in with our, our uh, my, I like to call them guest hosts, but really it's just folks who's in the studio kind of rocking with me today. Uh, I got my brother, Tokyo Cliff of the Tokyo Speaks podcast. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself, Tokyo Cliff? What up? First, I just want to say uh, it's been a minute since I've been here, man, on the podcast. March 2019 since the last time you was in the studio. Oh, I checked. Wow. Who was yeah. that? It was you. It was me. I was, I was the featured guest. It was you and Shock. Yeah, it was oh, okay, you and Shock. Got you, got back, you. back before you uh, rebranded. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, my name's, you know, I, I go by Cliff on the podcast. Uh, real full name Terrence Holden or Terrence Clifford Holden but uh, Cliff for short on the podcast uh, I am the host and producer of Tokyo Speaks and basically the podcast is um, I just highlight the international community here in Japan and yeah that's what it's about man check it out when you can you mad professional now, dog. Like, Give me yeah. He used to not do his his real name, but now he, you know what I mean? He's showing up in like Metropolis Magazine and he's saying he want to <laughs> be on like those panels now. Nah. You can relax at the Mega Late Show. They ain't nah. going to listen to you here. Nah, nah, but you know what it was? It, was, it wasn't, it was my Facebook, right? My Facebook, I had Terry, Terry mm. Shonan, right? Okay. And Terry's just a nickname that some people called me when I was growing up. Um, Shonan is the area I live in in Kanagawa, right? right. So I had Terry Shonan. So, yeah, yeah. Once I start, once people started hearing about the podcast, I started getting a couple features. I'm like, yeah, I don't want people to see me on Facebook and think Terry Shonan is the right, host right. of Tokyo Speaks. Got you. So I, that's why I started using yeah. my, my real name for you know, social media platforms. I got all the questions for you, man. Like, How did you come from Clifford to Terry? I, I don't know. Well, Terrence is my, my oh, first name. Ter- okay, got Clifford it. is the middle name, uh, but I just go by Cliff on the podcast. Mm. Yeah. And speaking of a person who takes their real name and cuts it up into different segments and using all types of different wild ways, we've got Alexander, Alex, Lex, Xander, Durr, Hunter, Lex Caliber, my man. What up, yo? What up, man? It's my third time, I believe, on the show. That's right. That's As right. As always, love being here. Um, I'm an actor voice actor, entertainer, um, uh, rap advice giver. I don't rap, but but I, mm. I, I got a good ear. And uh, yeah, in Tokyo, Japan, you can see me on Amazon Prime in two shows, the Benza and Benza English. If you got a smartphone, 
Go ahead and download Benza RPG if you like old school RPGs. That just dropped. And uh, there goes a real applause drop. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. You're too kind. You're yeah, too kind. Yeah. I used to do this more often, but you know what I mean? Appreciate you, partner. <laughs> yeah. Alexander W. Hunter on IMDb, Peep the that. only one on IMDb. Peep that that IMDb. And he was just on an episode with um, comedian Vinay Murthy, uh, mm-hmm. who's kind of a, a veteran comedian out here. That's episode number 125, just came out a couple weeks ago. And I appreciate you for that. And, and I'm glad to have both of y'all back here to to rock with me with uh, a new homie. I, yes, we just sir. met today, but we already clicking. He's good people in my book already. I've got a spider sense for these type of things. No bozo bullshit. L Spade. Yo, man, what's up? Look, man, I've been seeing you do your thing on Instagram and the cloud of sound. And Heck. I was just wondering, like, hey, man, when am I going to get my invite? Because you know you don't want to be that guy, right? Like, damn, why he messing with everybody in my circle, but I don't get an invite? Like, why am I always the bridesmaid and never the bride? However, I'm here now. I appreciate it. Makes that. it all work. Once you know, I, I did yeah. put in a good word for you. Oh, he did, he did. Yeah. I, I said, if you know any other individuals who will be worthy to step into the chamber. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been I don't even know what chamber this would be, like the fifth chamber, maybe. I don't know. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I definitely I might have somebody in mind. Get yeah. my form right. And no, stuff like that. Um, but when I first, you know, when I first, uh, when he first mentioned you, he said DJ Elspeth. And I said, oh, great. You know, another DJ. So I just have to. You know what I mean? No, 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 like, no offense to any DJs. You know, I respect the culture and the art form and everything like that. But there's a million DJs and we've had a million on a podcast. Mm. And there's really only so many times you'd be like, where are you from? What do you like mm-hmm. to play? What type of music you like? Before it gets to be like, here's another fucking DJ. So after that, I was like, all right. And then I saw you doing a variety of other things and yeah. that's what i like to get at today i like to talk to you about kind of yeah. some of your interests and things well, so you know just to introduce myself my name is i'm gonna pull a, a clip my <laughs> name is marcus l spade johnson i am from uh, memphis tennessee by way of arkansas i am a dj record producer and there is a quantitative difference between a beat maker and producer we can get into that later uh i am a producer i'm also an actor in the tokyo area i've been in uh, multiple movies uh, a couple shows with this guy that's actually how we yeah. met uh, in the action scene here, been Black in a couple of Hollywood movies, Humble Flex. Um, what what? Hum- <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, she's plane. just a shadow. I, w- <laughs> I wish, I wish Soul Plane, bro. I would have definitely took that money. That's like the second most blackest film of all time, right? Next to Black Pooh. Dynamite. Oh, you know what? Maybe? I was gonna say Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang is up there too, yeah. but that was kind of written by uh, uh, Louis C.K. too, right? So I think that mm. notes a demerit. He's kind of mm. passing though. He's a uh, white Mexican. Okay, yeah, I mean, fr- shout Friday out. Friday, though? We talked about that, actually. Friday yeah, is pretty black. Podcast. Friday yeah. is pretty black. Uh, Friday is West Coast black. It, it, it doesn't it. speak to the universal, you know, black condition, the mm. international revolution for the black man. What about That's He Got true. Game? Oh, I don't like that movie, man. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I'm sorry to go off on a tangent. <laughs> Maybe give you on that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's me, and um, I'm doing things here, and like I said, I'm um, grateful to be on this podcast. By the way, uh, new album out, uh, Faker News, now with more Pope. On uh, any streaming service, it talks about the condition of uh, Black Americans right now. So please check that out. Uh, it's good. It's yeah, good. I would I like uh, I would like us to share some of that music on the next segment of the podcast uh, or or part two, which will be out Friday. This this come out soon. You know what I mean? Facts. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that and everything. Uh, so I'd like to take this opportunity to kind of just like get to know who you are and, and and more about the type of art that you're creating. Where are you from? So I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, by way of Arkansas. Right, so I was born in West Memphis, Arkansas. So if you're um, familiar with the geography, 
the Mississippi River cuts to uh, Arkansas and Tennessee. And I'm from a city called West Memphis, which is not a part of Memphis, but later on I moved to Memphis, the home of the great 3-6 Mafia, 8-Ball, MJG. Mm, I've heard of these hooligans. And, oh, yes, you know, basically where the whole Southern and now the universal style of hip-hop was came from. Right, that right. right there. That's the mecca, yeah. in my opinion. They, uh, they used to tear the club up. That's yeah. what I used to yeah. hear. Man. As thugs. Was, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was actually uh, the heyday, and I actually was there when I saw the club get tore, tore up. up. Mm, yeah. Tough times, man. man the 90s were tough times. Powerful you know, stuff. We, yeah, we, we've grown a lot. You know, we used, yeah. to, we used to whoop that trick as They well. patient zero for all, yeah. all the stupid stuff you see in hip-hop. Yeah. Like, even the drugs, they were first to like, yeah, I'm snorting cocaine. Yeah. That wasn't cool at Syrup. first. <laughs> yeah, sipping on some scissor. Pop, pop a peel. Yeah. Pop a peel. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, was that? Definitely. DJ Screw. He was... Yeah. He was yeah, they were also doing that. On that. Uh, yeah. Well, the South is responsible for all the degeneracy. No, yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. But yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. No, it's true. But well, we also won because right. now the sound is the right. Southern sound. So, right, mm. right. At least, at least, uh, popular rap. Yes, it's true. these are those useful distinctions mm. that I make. Right, 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 right. Very I important. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, but but you know, also that's a that's that's I, actually one of the first exchanges that you and I had online was a post that you made about hip hop culture, and oh, I responded. Was, and we were yeah. like, oh yeah, we yeah. agree, but you know, like nuances mm. and I, I never went back to it because i don't do social media much but i do recall that yeah. but but yeah you know the the music industry loves to take those parts of black the black condition and push them out to the largest demographic and mm. that's why you know th those three six mafia albums sell more with white folks than they do with black folks yeah that's a whole other it's a, it's a bag of worms like, especially like even with kanye's uh like his fan base morphed into. I mean, I guess that's with all music. Genre all, stuff. but but yeah, all black music is predominantly purchased by by white, by white folks. Yeah. Whether you're uh, a a quali, a bus driver, or MF Doom, or Donald Glover. I mean, it doesn't. You know, what I mean, it doesn't really matter. They are the main consumers at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, America is like overwhelmingly white. white. So you know, yes. I didn't notice that until yes. I came yes. back from being in Japan five yeah. years. I was talking uh, to my Japanese girlfriend at the time. And the first thing I told her in Japanese was, man, there's a lot of white folks around here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> man, they're yeah. everywhere. You know what shocked me when I went back the last time? I was like, damn, I'm not fat at all, B. I'm good, dog. Hey, I'm <laughs> sexy now. I'm fucking good. Like, I'm fine as fuck. Oh, yo, my, my shit is like, I'm good. Sorry. Yeah, when, when I went back, I think the first thing I noticed was just how big and spacious everything is. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what? And the churches. Like, oh, there's yeah. churches everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I mean, you know, I grew up in, in in America, but I didn't realize how many churches was around right. until I left yeah. and came back. I'm you like, went back right. to you went back to Brooklyn or to Charlotte? Well, both. I okay. was in New York and Charlotte, but Charlotte. I'm talking specifically Charlotte, definitely yeah. South. Yeah, yeah. yeah like <laughs> you're gonna see that everywhere. Within a mile, two miles, I saw yeah. like ten churches. That's a milestone yeah. in the South, man. You're gonna see a, right. the church and the liquor stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Like just on one block, I seen Facts. like five churches. I'm <laughs> yeah. like. Mm. Y'all been to any of the churches out here? This is a fucking wild no, tangent. I live by I just, a church, actually. I just wanted to talk about this one joint. This like uh, the architecture is brutalism, right? Uh, brutalist mm. architecture. And I just think that that's hard as fuck. <laughs> like, brutalist architecture is my favorite type. And I think a big part of that is just because the name is hard as fuck, too. They got gibbets and shit hanging out? Nah, it's, a, it's no. like, it just looked like fucking communist. <laughs> you know what I mean? It looked like some real, like, authoritarian, concrete. You will worship! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Submit yeah. to the Lord now. Uh, but it just it, it's just really dope. Ooh, genuflect. I, the 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 name um, the name is actually from a couple that created the type of initial initial designs. A man named Brutus and a woman named Allison. Brutal 
capitalism, brutal, ah. Brutus Alice. Makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the Mega Late Show is good for all types of informations. <laughs> I, see, I learned yeah. something. I was entertained yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, I didn't know. All right, yeah. so, you, so you're, from, you're from the South. Yeah, I am from the South. Okay. I'm a Southern guy. How long have you been in Japan? Man, I've been in Japan coming on maybe eight years now? Almost seven oh, to eight years? Same for me. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah. came me off too. the boat at the same time? Yeah, hey. two, two, uh, 2012, right? I'm assuming, yeah, 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 twelve. Yeah, I got here in 2012 as well. Oh, you did too? Got yeah, here. yeah. I mean, I, I was in Okinawa though. Okay, yeah. I was in Okinawa for uh, like two years. The good part. I mean, a different part. Is yeah. a, is a different part. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Okinawa doesn't have trains. So if you're into trains, then this oh, is wow. the good part. I ain't even, <laughs> I ain't even yeah, thinking about yeah, it. I've never been there. Yeah. I've yet to experience Okinawa. Hey, it's a different they, vibe. It's an island. Yeah, they got a light rail like downtown Naha, but it's like it, it you can't use that to travel unless mm. you live there. Yeah, so you gotta be driving around. Right, right. Yeah, you have a car? You got a license? When I was out there I did. There you go. I don't have a car out here. Parking space you costs as much. Man, let me down. tell you, <laughs> I was driving <laughs> in Japan, um, before I came to Tokyo, I was on a Kyushu and I had to drive every day for my work. First time I went back to the States, I got stressed driving on the freeways because there's so much space. Like, exactly. my car, I was swerving down the lane. I was like, I don't do with all this goddamn space. Freedom. I had to, I had to take a break. I was like, this is, I'm, I'm about to have a panic attack or some shit, man. This is crazy. It took me a while to get back used to drive when I came there. I was like, old lady style. I was right up to the wheel. Like, you, know, you know, I was fortunate because when I went back to visit, everybody had a car. So I'm like, all right, fuck, I'm not going to get a car. I'm just let everybody drive me. There you go. Smart. But when I was in the passenger seat, I was like, Oh shit! If I was driving, I probably would have fucked up. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, now, when I first started driving in Okinawa, I made mad mistakes like that. Oh, okay, like okay. on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, oh okay. yeah. Like just drive. Like one of the things they do out here is they, they reverse into all their parking spaces. Like yeah. that's everybody yeah. does it. And I, I wasn't used to doing that. So, yeah. Oh man. So um, in 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 an effort to try and introduce him and learn more about him we've already taken tangents into driving <laughs> hip-hop culture and it'd be like that sometimes on the mega late show but we're about to get down to more of these brass tacks no more long walks off short tangents Word. if i can you know what i mean do our best so uh how, how how do you like uh how do you like living out here in japan you know man um <sighs> hated it it's <laughs> a good way to put this man um you're going to have ups and downs anywhere you live, right? And uh, especially when you have melanin, it's going to be some universal despise with that. And you just got to take that. But overall, not that bad. I mean, it's a different kind of uh, struggle here. It's mm. uh, racism light <laughs> that you got to deal with a lot here. But overall, I think if you got the melanin, you can uh, survive. More anywhere. so yeah. than distinctly calling it racism. Uh, I think there's a, an element of otherness just because it's such a homogenous and, uh, you know, here was a drop, here was a drop. I'm going to drop. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me restart that. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I get you. There, there's, a, there's, a whole, there's a whole variety of issues that it come is. with being different, especially when you got that certain amount of melanin. Yeah. 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 You look a little more dangerous to certain yeah, folks. Yeah. Call them police. I mean, they they say you are who the police think you are in the United States. So Might you could well be Rashida, shit. you could be Rashida Jones, and and you know what I mean she's half black too, and she's going to get it different than Monique. Mm -hmm. Me too. You know what I mean? I don't look uh, distinctly black in all my features. So you know, mm -hmm. if I go to jail, I'll probably have to kick it with the Polynesians or some shit till they see that dick. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Uh, the Mega Late Show is a wholesome podcast. I want to talk about wholesome things. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> my bad. Uh, yeah, let's get back into it, man. So, but but uh, where do you live out here? So right now I'm staying in uh, Chiba. Okay. In the Funabashi area, which is uh, very interesting. It's where I landed at when I first came to Japan, and it was great I landed there because I couldn't speak Japanese when I got here, and nobody there could speak English. So it was like, look, you're going to have to learn this, and nobody kind of wanted to talk to me. So it, actually, in order to learn Japanese, I would study like with the reckless abandonment of a crazy man, like literally six hours a day. I would study, study, study. But nobody would talk to me. <laughs> like nobody. <laughs> so what I would do is I would go to like institutions where they had to talk to me. So I'd go to the grocery store. I'd be like, ah, oh, chicken, why don't go and I listened to the reply. And I listened to the reply. I didn't know what the hell he was talking. But then I go to another person. Hey, chicken, why don't go this go? And they'll tell me. And I'll get the repetition that way. Then I started going to like fast food restaurants and places like that where they had to talk to me. Mm. And I get my reps in like that. But where was the chicken? Hey, you know, is that, you know what? Man, that was the struggle. Like, yeah, yeah. I hear you, but I don't know what this chicken right, is. Right. <laughs> so, you it's, know. Like a, it's, a, it's a weird gaijin panic that comes with the shit too, right? Where it's just kind of like... You were saying everything correctly. Your pronunciation is just fine, but they're kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. The disconnect. I, I Something think, strange think, is happening I here. think when they see us, um, they just, something mentally goes on to where even if we're speaking good Japanese, it just doesn't, it doesn't connect. That just, stunned my growth in Japanese because I thought I was saying it wrong. Like, yeah. I literally like, whoa, whoa, am I saying it wrong? Because they yeah. would look at me like with the, man, deer in the headlights look yeah. and try to speak to me in English. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. Bruh. I'm speaking to you in Japanese. It's like, yeah. it's like when you approach them, it's like they look at you and they think, can y'all pull oh, that hey. door closed? My daughter is here. Hey, cutie. Hey. Yeah, she it's, had dance it's like when you step up to the register, all they thinking is, oh shit, I got to speak English. Yeah, mm. spoon. Spoon. Foreigner. Gaijin. <laughs> English. I don't know my English numbers. Right, right. <laughs> They so, don't know how much they gotta pay. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. What am I gonna do? So, yeah, so if you yeah. so if you speak good Japanese, it doesn't matter. It, it yeah. does not matter. It's a disconnect when they see your face. It's kind of like I don't know. I imagine it's something like when you when you see like a woman who is like a unicorn, right? Like super beautiful, mm. and like if she not responds, crazy. you kind of just like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. my name is yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I mean? You fuck yeah, it like up. That. Not me, because, you know, I'm cool under hey, all man. pressure. Yeah. But, you know, you know what I mean? It's got to be some type of weird thing where it's just like the 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 moment skips for them. Well, we're only 2% of the population here in Japan, right? So, right. like, we're still... Is it two? That's quite... Yeah. More, that's more than I expected. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, we're in Nobody, right? So, I know... Right, you, right. Going to you, say, break it down lower. you mean black or foreigners? Foreigners and all. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. no, no, black is even yeah, less. Even right, less. Right. Right. So, yeah. and especially yeah. if you're going to look at the term black as just Americans, right? Mm. And not um, just our, our African brothers and sisters. If you're right. looking at black, it's very, 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 very... And that's actually a thing that really got to me because uh, my... Uh, Nigerian friend was like, yo, ain't no black people in Africa. I was like, no, what the hell are you talking about, Francis? Ain't no black people in Africa. Hmm. He's like, nah, dude, we Nigerians. We Francis? Got- right, right. Yeah. Big bald Francis? Is he big boned? No, bald. Tall. Yeah, he bald. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lion? Huh? Big bone? Lion? No, 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 big no, 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 no,
and not privilege. Sure. Mm. You know, both definitions expand and yeah. contract depending on exactly. where you're at. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they and and that's kind of the purpose of it. That's kind of the purpose of it. You know, it's constructed that way. Mega yeah, gets like, it. Why can't everybody else right. get it? Mega gets it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I read critical theory and critical race theory all the time, so I'm well aware of what these devils trying to do. Man, facts. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but but yeah, you know, I, like my name Mega comes from. Uh, I was I was a god body, master quality, god Allah. So wow. we kind of we focus on these type of things, and then some of us focus on the QA non shit, and you get the conspiracies about the birds not being real yeah. in space. <laughs> but, but you know, but but yeah, like it, it's it's an interesting thing for me, especially because. You know, I've always identified as black and Filipino, and I kept that distinction just very simple for people so they would be able to process it like he's this. But my father is a black seminal, meaning that he's he is a, a black person who was born into a Native American, American. tribe mm-hmm. and the only Native American tribe that didn't sign a peace treaty that that allow blacks to join without being indentured servants and shit. Right. So like those type of ideas were always functioning in my brain when I had to fill out the the scantron test is like what are you black white pacific islander asian i'm just like do i just click pacific yes. islander black right. native american mm. you know what i mean spanish because because you know the philippine was colonized so some people i guess you could say it's a privilege that they don't have to take these things into consideration it is a privilege and it's something you don't really think about like the major export of america was just the whole racial class system and mm-hmm. it just fluctuated to the rest of the right, world right. but when you start thinking about it it makes no damn sense whatsoever right right yeah. i mean it, it very much is a function of the way that the society was set up um in america in order to uh maintain positions of power Facts. for for the white ruling class mm-hmm. and not necessarily based upon racism but economic class as well and they did the same thing during when they transitioned from the feudal system mm-hmm. to to capitalism in in uh in europe you know the enclosure of the commons and taking of the land and classifying people as different things so they could do that. Yeah, this is very interesting. That's actually how you get the new world in Australia, right. which Australia was a prison colony, you know, because right. um, mm. that classism. So, yeah, right. it's definitely that. Um, man, I forgot her name, but she wrote a book about the uh, the American caste system. I forgot her name. Something. Uh, like Isabella that. Wilkerson. Thank you. Man, mm. this guy right here. On point. See right now. On point. And just like that, we just became buddies. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt. I mean, that's really good. You know, I, I'm, I'm a Marxist, so, like, I, 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 I make sure to when it comes to books like that, like, you know, I, I have to recenter it to, you know, my enemy is capitalism, not racism. And I think the, the main distinction between the left and not the left neoliberal politics, which is all American politics in the global spectrum, um, is that if you're a leftist, an actual leftist, your battle is against the inequalities caused by capitalism. And if you're not a leftist, your battle is within with the inequalities within In capitalism. capitalism that's me so so like <laughs> I I, capitalism I, I, yeah I, I mean i i'm i'm a marxist leninist um if i had to kind of like put yourself in the you, use use yeah. use those terms to describe myself but but yeah you know um fred hampton marxist leninist and and those are useful distinctions to make when you're talking about revolution and when you're talking about revolutionary politics and we're talking about setting people actually free because i mean the police Black police still whooping black people's ass in Africa too. Of course, so, you know. I mean, hey, let me let me ask you a question real quick. Have any of those societal systems historically has there ever been a system that actually just like worked? Like you know, like capitalism, Marxism, all that stuff. Was there ever like the golden goose egg of systems? 
I mean, capitalism has been going on for a while and been fairly productive, but we see the results of late stage capitalism right. and how none of these contradictions within that system will ever be resolved. Mm -hmm. So I definitely don't think that within capitalism we will have an, a truly equal society. And I don't believe a society where, you know, the top 10 ruling class, even if that was rainbow with black, brown, white, gay, uh, transgender people, I don't believe that that's an equal society if there's mass inequality, poverty, and just so that's a plut racism. Plutocracy. So, yeah, I mean, I just I just don't see the way capitalism would work with being an equal society for four people, like all of us. So. I agree. However, I think capitalism is the, the only sustainable, not the only sustainable, but I feel like it's the best option because you got to account for human greed. Right? Sure. You, you need well-regulated capitalism in my my eyes. If you don't have like capitalism with a bunch of checks and balances, then that's when you get what we have now. And uh, you can see the, the fabric tearing down right, right now. Where even in America, where both sides are pretty much the same, it's just about money. How much money right. can you get, and how much money can you amass? So once again, well, I agree and disagree right. with you. <laughs> well, well, well. The thing the thing is about like greed and and the ideas of of a communist society or a socialist society is that we haven't seen one actually emerge. There have been terms and there are people who try to put forth action towards mm -hmm. reaching an actual communist society or a socialist society, but those have been impeded by the Western culture. They have been impeded by uh, authoritarians. They've been impeded by a whole variety of things. So basically socialism is just democratizing the economy. You know what I mean? It put instead of Walmart being run by this Walton family, Walmart is run by the entire group of people that that are doing the work in Walmart. They make the decisions, they they do the planning, and they distribute the funds equally amongst all the workers in terms of what they offer to the to the service instead of it being the Walton family having one hundred and ninety billion dollars while the rest of them are on yeah, welfare damn. while they work at the store. So that's, that's kind of, of the difference. Communism. I, 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 I hate to cut us off on this lovely conversation. <laughs> damn. I, I mean I, I you know like I, I really do want to make time to focus on El oh, State and his right, right, right. Right. Fair but, but 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 to be but but if I can go ahead and, and, and give you guys a little bit of a uh, public service announcement really quick since we're in the middle of it is um first off this episode is brought to you by bug seed he is a japanese beat maker extraordinaire you may recall him a couple years back one of his beats was stolen by wiz khalifa and used on a wiz khalifa mixtape they kind of resolved that more recently he moved to okinawa but he's one of the dopest beat makers here in japan lots of more boom bap type of stuff as opposed to your lo-fi type of beats which are kind of the dominant hegemony in the beat market i i would say um i'm hoping to have a new uh interview with him where i take his japanese speaking and i translate to english for english readers uh on this new blog endeavor that i've got going with Polly rhyme uh an mc teacher out in honda uh aichi uh our blog is called moto nice uh, you, you get it, right? Y'all get yeah, it? Moto yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. And and um, I'll put a link to that in the description. So, yeah, all beats, the entire musical bed is done by Bugseed. Also, um, neoliberalism is coming close to in exhausting its ability to satisfy and sustain legitimacy within the nominal order of late-stage capitalism. And when I say neoliberalism, I am talking about it in an actual leftist sense. And the veneer of civility has been shattered by Trump and obscured by Democrats' approach to HR politics, papering over the brutal economic policies that oppress the people that look like you and me and who are not making uh, over $400,000 a year. And I want, and instead of continuing this rant 
and and going off into to politics like we had just been doing i want to invite you guys to check me out on my new podcast with a bunch of other black folks it is called this is not information it's a rebranding of tracy jones uh video podcast that we were all participating in a few months back called the fire this time it's me paulie rhymes historian maurice shelton um, Bernadette Benjamin, who is an undergraduate who's moving here. So shout out to Bernie. That's going to be live every other Tuesday where we actually do discuss politics and people. Uh, I, I'll probably have you guys on there at Please. some point. You know what I mean? Yes, so sir. so I like I like to, to do that. And, and again, that demarcation that I make, I want you eyes to move left, especially if you're black, because the system is never going to work for you. The line of demarcation for me is whether you focus on fighting inequalities within capitalism or fighting the inequalities qualities caused by capitalism and that's a useful distinction because biden ain't that much different than donald trump he's the same guy <laughs> uh, he ain't that different there's just a veneer of civility and i do kind of the accelerationist in me kind of likes the idea of trump breaking these constructs and destroying this veneer he was of civility there he was definitely it, it exacerbates a lot of problems mm -hmm. but hey but he's not the problem. He, he's not he, the he problem. exacerbated the problem, but he was not the problem. Because yeah. after Trump leaves, because apparently he's lost, right. the problem is still going to be there because it's the right. people that voted for him. Right. You got 45% of America. Well, actually more than that, but 45% yeah, like of America, they got That problems. was the most glaring fact. It was like, yo. Okay. Yeah, it was like, okay, Biden looks like he got this, but yo. Only 45% yeah. of the it nation. It was a bitter right. battle to the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Yeah, that yeah. was just. It's not surprising. It's no, not it's surprising. Not, it's not but at all. It, it still doesn't feel good. Yeah. Why were people surprised by that? That's the main yeah. thing. I was like, dude, no, I refuse to be surprised about yeah. Yeah. what happened. Like, White dude. people surprised. Like, well, I mean, you know, they frame it. They frame it as a battle of good and evil, mm. right? Which is which is which is hello. This isn't Star Wars. In the first place. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and the fact of the matter is that like. Trump may exacerbate racist policies, but a lot of his actual economic policies and things that he was doing, people support those things. And a lot of the things that Biden stands for, people hate those things. What what the Obama administration did, uh, what Joe Biden has done his entire political career, these are things that a lot of people aren't willing to give and a lot of people don't trust. If there's one thing that Donald Trump was good at doing was sowing distrust of the political process and the elites. The biggest magic trick is that he is one of the elites, elites. making it seen yes. as though he's not one of the elites so people are tired of this neoliberal system and they want to break that construct and not everybody that voted for trump is racist some people just don't give a shit about these things that everybody calls racist even i'm on the side like why do we have to call that racism why do we have like what what like i get it some things are outright racist but other things just it's like yo the identitarian intersectional political approach is not sustainable and rounding up a big enough coalition to break that construct that can't be so. the measuring stick for black people right if the right. measuring stick is yo this is racist then we might as well just stop because damn near everything is racist right right and I are do. you an afro pessimist <laughs> uh, <laughs> well you know i'm pessimistic about damn near everything but i, I, I mean like, like the ontological philosophical position of afro pessimism is done by uh frank wilderson are you familiar with that? I am not. That's like the end game for intersectional politics for black people. It, it purports that there is an on. I, and I've tried to build with you yeah. about this before, Cliff. It purports that there is an ontology to the actual es essence of blackness uh. that all other races use to 
measure their humanity and so blackness must be there as the negative oh, in order for them to feel you know good. what then, and yeah. so there's there's <laughs> nothing there's nothing that can be done to solve the condition for black people in a society with more than uh, other more than other races the only answer is separation Separa- I, okay I, I agree with that to a point and damn i hate to always be you, in the you got you got a black girlfriend I see that. There you go. See, there you go. That's that the thing, right? Because like, I'm in the middle of everything. Like, okay, I feel like, especially when the girlfriend thinks I get hit with that all the time. Man, I actually had. A, I heard that in your rap. Yeah, I was like, it's my rap. How can I be yeah. pro black? Uh, what is it? Shut up and dribble. Yeah, shut up and dribble. Yeah. That was the whole thing because I battle with that a lot. Like, am I really pro black if I don't like go all the way in? Yeah. You know. That's a good question. So, and I battle with that. That's something the internal uh, struggle I have every day when I think about that. That's that Umar Johnson it kind is. of mentality. We, we talked yeah. about that. Yeah, too. we did. Yeah, that's yeah. the end result of that hotepism in that mm-hmm. extreme I, I, position. I, I strongly disagree with that. I yeah. disagree as well. Well, yeah. you know what's yeah. funny is that, like, you know, this is this is not some this is not some philosophy that is just like written down. This is this is you know um, critical race theory. This is Lacanian Hegelian philosophy, Lacanian psychoanalysis. These are like heavy topics right yeah. that it's like you don't just step into it and be like oh i read an article i understand this now it's really dense but the funniest thing about it to me is that all of the afro pessimists that i know they got like white wives and shit like frank, frank wilderson who is the fucking man you know he, he's he's great he's been fighting he fought the apartheid in, Af- in south africa he's he's great but he has he's kind of pushed this position the most and he got a white ass wife i but didn't know that is that the natural progression though because like if 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 the goal is to get understanding among the races, right, and everybody live together in harmony, then aren't people going right. to live together in harmony? Yeah, but but ha- the problem, habitation, the right? problem is for him is that he believes the position suggests that he believes she will never see him as a human, ah, well, as yeah. only a piece of property. So why would you subject yourself to having a relationship where the hierarchy is that yeah. she has more power that's than me masochistic. and I am a? And <laughs> it's, it's 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 yeah. it is right. That's, that's his actual belief. Well, I mean that's that. I mean he doesn't say that about his wife, but that is the position that blackness is always seen as inferior, and it's not something you can just say no i'm anti-racist done deal i like i like black music i eat black food i've got black friends and i try not to be racist none of those things matter to an afro-pessimist because you will never be able to break out of this specific ontology that is deeply rooted in the psyche and your experiences which are produced through capitalism see it's no deep as fuck that's but, deep yeah, yeah. it's yeah. deep, yeah. deep as fuck take some time to untangle yeah well that's, yeah. that's the thing where i think separation in income because like desegregation the only thing that got desegregated really was our money like it was like okay you know we need black money that's why the bus and strike and everything was so useful because hey we're separating our money so i do believe the, the civil rights movement and, and all black progress was based on more than just racism it was based upon like the economy econo- yeah economics, economics. Right. Right. so right. and that's my whole thing like when i you say afro peasantism it's just separate our money sometimes i feel like if you're not going to be respected then don't spend your money where you're not respected right and, and isn't that the difficult thing about late stage capitalism? Because there's no ethical consumption under late stage capitalism. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm. It's like all right, I'm gonna buy this shirt from Beyonce because I support her as you know an artist who by her bootstraps became a billionaire next to her husband who by his bootstraps became a billionaire. And, but it's like oh shit, this shirt that she's making is made by Sri Lankan yes. sweatshops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like where does the suffering end? It just doesn't. It does. Hell yeah. has no bottom. 
You know what I mean? Hey. Yo, let's get back to L Spade. I, I like you, L Spade. <laughs> I like you, man. I, I mean, I love uh, I love all y'all brothers. I want to put that out here right now. And I, and I mean that in a sense of unity and camaraderie. And I got mm. y'all's back. And I'm glad to be out here sharing this experience with you guys. But, but L Spade, man, like you are more than just your thoughts on on politics and blackness you're also a very interesting cat in terms of your musical taste and the type of things that you do i recently was made aware of this youtube channel that you have with a partner of yours who yeah. I feel like I've seen him before, and you guys call it Stash and Spade. Spade. Yeah, Tokyo Stash and Spade. Tokyo Stash and Spade. Can you tell me a little bit about this? All right, so I go by the philosophy that there's only two kinds of music, good and bad, and that's only subjective, right? It's on you, whether you think it's good or bad. Um, there's a connection you can make with hip-hop and older rock and funk and stuff like that. And Uncle Stash, being a white Canadian, has a rather extensive knowledge of quote-unquote white folks' music. And I just like to dive into that. To listen By to white it. folks' music, you mean like classical, classical European That would be my language. <laughs> okay. The only white folks. That's, like, that's <laughs> like when you start digging into like the great masters, that's technically when you can say white yeah. folks' music because everything else modernly, come on. Right. Yeah. The books written about music theories are built on the back of European, 17th century European ex- composers. But, but yeah. I, I, not to break the tangent, I'm just having fun with it. But, but the but inclusion yeah. of drums, right. that's what really set music off. Right. Come on. We know that. Uh, we, we know that. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you, got, you got to put a little stank on yeah. it. Put an ankle in. You like, know what I mean? Seriously, we don't talk about how like crucial the drum is to music. Like the inclusion of drums. Come on, bro. It's primal. Yeah. That's where's that? Like, that's when you start getting the rhythm. You start communicating. But yeah, so we do that on our YouTube channel. Um, he'll present music to me, and uh, I give my honest opinion. And sometimes it gets a little uh, dicey because I'm gonna say it. White folks don't like a black man and be like your music's terrible. Mm. They get upset. Right? <laughs> Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. But the first, show, the first show we did was, uh, he let me listen to "Ain't Talking About Love" by Van Halen. I heard it. You know, he's like Eddie Van Halen is the greatest guitarist ever. Listen to it. I'm like, okay, I'll listen to it. Eddie is a damn good guitarist. I'll say that. The band was tight as hell, but David Lee Roth could not sing. Like, dude wasn't good objectively. I'm like, man, dude, some garbage. And boy, they came for me. They came. Oh, yeah. Go back to rap land. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, like, rap man. land? How's the weather? About the YouTube land? comments? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Never read the comments. But, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they came from me. Yeah. Well, you know, like, uh, a lot like a lot of the black arts are not valued as art. Facts. They're valued as entertainment. That's why, like, one of the things about my podcast, I've been doing it. I had a plethora of mad, like, really great people but i just never expect to get any type of exposure from it because when i when i introduce the podcast i talk like this and even though we're having intelligent conversations more so than you're going to get on a lot of these other joints it's because i say peace and because it is rap centric that it would never really reach that type of um universal appreciation as Mm. high art and that's all i fuck with i I fuck with i I, like the distinction i make about hip-hop is that I fuck with hip hop that is art, not hip hop that is commodity or product. Mm. You know what I mean? And 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 to me, there's a very easy distinction to make yes. with a lot of it. It's like, yo, like K-pop. I hate to break it to y'all, but K-pop is is product. It's blackface. It's dude. product. You know what I mean? It is product. It is like manufactured and assembled to be music. It is not fucking 
somebody whittling at their craft and working on their craft for this long and creating something that is a fundamental aspect of their experience like yeah. late the, the end of modern K-pop. day k-pop is like that old school well, k-pop like, not really well, man. Well, no i'm talking oh, like shit. back in like the early 90s well, well, when they were making music that wasn't like there were some hip-hop people right. over there and hip-hop wasn't popular there but they were doing it you know but the, why does everybody take from hip and that's my whole point like I mean, that's hip, the, hip-hop yeah. is made for you to add to it you know create mm-hmm. Make it great, but a lot of these Asian cultures, especially in Japan and Korea, you just take you look at a format in America and you just take the damn format and copy it. Like, yeah. look at grime. The our British brothers made something new and added to hip hop, and it made it better. But a lot of these damn Asian countries, like, what's hot? When DMX was hot in America, you had Japanese people barking, rap, rap, like, bro, <laughs> yeah. When Future got to popping, that's all you heard. In right. Japan, and it pisses me off to the point like, though, mm. I'm not saying that nobody can't enter in hip hop. I'm not trying to be a purist. Like, no, if you black, you can't do hip hop. But I'm saying, do your own thing. Add right. to it. Stop taking. Right, right. Like, they just take, 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 take everything. I'm and sorry. You know, I didn't to, get to, 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 to piggyback on that real quick, um, I would Did say, you say biggyback? Biggie. Might I, as well. I, I, thought, I, well, I mean, I said, you <laughs> big as hell, dog. I said it now. <laughs> you big as hell, dog. <laughs> I thought this was like a branding thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Biggie nah, back. But, biggie the, back, but the biggie back off that, what you just said, um, Japan is known for not having creativity or original mm. things. Um, and I would like to just separate between like old school Korean hip hop. I haven't heard like many modern day Korean hip hop songs, but the old school stuff, I would say had a level of originality that is worthy of respect. I, I I don't know if I would agree with that, um, mm-hmm. but but it, I mean, the, w- w- I'm I'm not trying to say that all Korea, K-pop music is like inherently bad or inherently product. There's some of it that comes from genuine places, but because the way the society was structured, um, at the advent of the K-pop in uh, the Korean music industry, it was controlled not by artists. It wasn't emerging from artists. It was controlled by corporations mm-hmm. and, and companies that were shaping it into what they thought it was going to be palatable for right. for the people. And this is just because you know the the historically the Korean people were not free in the modern age to create their own music so finally when it was and they could create it they this k-pop is unique in that the entire music industry has been under control and regulated uh in terms of release and what everything could be done for the majority of their entire artistic um era the the era of of music and it's unlike any other country because like you know Outcast grows and booms. If somebody notices them, it blows up. People copy that. And and nowadays, you can put out your own music, but the music industry just wasn't like that until mm. like... Well, I think what we were talking about that time yes. was the Telecommunications Act in 97, which is really where the music industry started shaping... or Not just the music industry, but the entire media industry in the United States started being shaped by corporations. Mm. That's why you know the news is homogenous. The yes. music is homogenous everything so god damn we keep on going off on man, tangents man, man i'm sorry man. but no but, sorry. You, but, but 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 you know we good i and i and I, I like that uh, this this podcast has been fun for me but um i, I want to just uh, i want to be able to have you say the things that you're doing oh, bad, yeah. so i can say that they're dope and i like people to find out about <laughs> yeah, it. you know what i mean that's yeah. like the, the only problem with the conversation going off is that i feel like i'm not giving you enough shine i see you're doing a lot of really dope shit oh well well thank you man uh first man i'm let me say, and I hate to be that guy. I'm just glad to be in a room with a bunch of brothers, like-minded. Oh, no, no. And you know like, what? Like the fellowship here is uh, very, very, very 
good for my soul. I feel exuberant. Yeah. You 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 uh you you said something that I've been kind of thinking about too because um I recently did a episode with um shout out to Janique Nicole who's a uh, singer here. Um, oh, Tokyo. I know her. Yeah. You know Janique. Okay. Yeah. So I did an episode. She was my guest host, and I interviewed Crystal K. And when you know when we did that episode, I just felt those vibes, and I was just like, you know what? It's just glad. I'm glad to be around some black folks, and you know, during these times. So yeah, it was. It's the same thing, man. You you know, yeah, what you just said. I just, I just felt. Just, I'm like, man, you know what? It's just glad good, man. Yeah. It's a sense of home. Yeah. Yo, yeah. shout out to that Crystal K episode too. I haven't peeped it. I don't know her music into me like mm-hmm. that, but she's like a big artist out here. Dog. That's a good get for you. Yeah, that was the biggest episode for me. I think in terms yeah. not in terms in, of in like terms a person's being well celebrity. Known. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's dope, dog. Congratulations. Yeah, appreciate that. Y'all should go check out that episode <laughs> that I did with, oh, with him. The the uh, the Artstagio. Yo, Artstagio. Shout out yeah. to Arthel Isom, yeah. my homie. He's doing big things, man. I'm that proud guy to is see amazing. his progress. Yeah, that, that that was special too. That was kind of going off what you said. That that felt good too because I, you know, I brought my brother Mega here t- to co- co-host, and then I had Arthel, who we all know by now is you know the first. Um, Foreigner to own a anime, anime studio. Yes, is the and first the foreigner or the first black. Both, both, both. 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 Okay, yes. okay. Both. Major so that, props. Point Major. Point <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you know that that was dope too. And then we were able to get Dante Carver on, ah, who okay, I had yeah. on my podcast a while back because him and Arthel are, are good friends. So dope. Yeah. That was a lot of those are those are like some real groundbreaking brothers here. Yeah, in, in Japan, yeah. like uh, Dante is like the face of black people in the media yes. industry out here Softbank, and yeah, and you know arthel's yeah. really killing it mm. with the with the studio that's what i like to see yeah. yes, you know sir. i mean yeah you know i mean but we all we all really though out here man and, Ar- and Arthel, man hit your boy up need some music <laughs> some music and some anime seriously it's it's no dap season but fist bump all day yeah <laughs> We wash our hands yeah, around yeah. here. So to biggie back off of that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's sticking uh, now, right? Uh, but but uh, you know, speaking of people who are doing a lot of things, you've you've got that uh, interesting YouTube channel, Tokyo Stash, Stash and Spade, um, and you also create you also create music yourself as well. Yes. Well, I, I seen a joint like uh, I, I should have made some notes or something. But what was up with this disco Dan type of endeavor yeah. that was going on <laughs> a couple weeks back? <laughs> It was hilarious, and I was like, "Wait a second! I know this brother Lex. It doesn't. This doesn't seem like Lex. He looks just like Lex, but he he definitely Mr. Doesn't Peanut seem like... Butter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so not Mr. Peanut Butter. That's that's a uh, Bojack yeah, Horseman. Mr. Cheesecake. Mr. Man. Cheesecake. So because uh, <laughs> yeah. he's you know Silk rich and smooth and sweet, mm-hmm. baby. Um, so I was making beats. I was literally making beats, and I was listening to a lot of funk at the time, and I was like, you know what, man. I want to do a funk album. And I was like, I'm just going to do hip-hop, funk, fusion. That's what I want to do. So I was making the beats. And while I was doing it, I just made a character around it, Disco Dan. And um, I was talking to my group, Displaced. And I was like, look, man, why don't we call this Disco Dan? And they like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's called a Disco Dan Far Out Mixtape. So I made a concept around the whole thing. Made a character, Disco Dan. He was in the band. And one of the band members was Mr. Cheesecake. He had a tour guide. So I just set the whole thing up around the album, just made a world around it because that's what the music was telling me. So, you know, I actually started to write a script with it, with this guy right here. That's right. You know, just to build off of that. So that's what it was. It just started from the music. I was wanting to make a funk album. I'm like, what's a funky name? Disco Dan. 
You know, then I went and did some research. It's a bunch of disco dance studios. Yeah, I was going to say there's quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most original man, of names. Man, I probably Googled that first. Yeah. But, you know, that, that's where it all came from. Mm. So, yeah. That's dope, man. So, you, you mentioned a band, Displaced. Is that a, a another project? Oh, no. That that's do? actually uh, my production company, Displaced, and the label we did. It was originally started by myself and another guy who's went back to America at this point and a uh, half Japanese guy. Um, and we all got together and the half Japanese guy never really fit in society and of course we come from America he came from the Caribbeans part of America and it was like look we just displaced so why don't we just mm. call it displaced it's because mm. we don't really fit in anywhere and honestly I didn't feel like I fit in in America <laughs> so it's like hey this is apropos so we just called it displaced so that's mm. my production that's company that's why you don't fit into America though because because you say words like apropos uh, yeah. and I know what it means. You know what I mean? Before I you, know, you know what I mean? I don't. What the hell does that mean? How do you say apropos and then say word? I don't get it. Yeah. I like I like those type of combinations though. Yeah. It's like you say uh, my whole kind of persona is like kind of like a, a black and Filipino Bill and Ted where they like wild <laughs> dumb. They wild dumb, but they got the crazy yeah. vocabulary. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? that's, that's mega all yeah, the way. Yeah, it's like I'll be I'll talk about goon shit, but I'm gonna throw like dodecahedron in there or something. You know As what I mean? You should though, because that's yeah. just common vena- and I had, right. I had a voice and diction teacher because my um, my major in college was communication and I had a voice and diction teacher God rest her soul Dorothy Norton and when I came to her class she said yo Marcus she didn't say yo but she said Marcus <laughs> she said, my nigga Marcus <laughs> yeah. check it homie no she said Mr. Johnson I'm gonna take the ethnicity out of your voice and I looked at her like what Right, your reaction right there. That's the reaction I had. This is an older white woman, like seventy-five, right? And she said, "I'm gonna take the evidence out of your voice," and I was mad, insulted. I was like, "Well, what, what do you mean?" And she literally, she says in front of the class, right? Uh-huh. She pulled me to the side, and she said, uh, "Mr. Johnson, I'm gonna tell you why you're in my class. You're gonna speak with the Northwestern dialect with the utmost accuracy and proper diction, and that's because when you go outside this world." That's what they're going to want to hear in this profession. Now, once you make it, <laughs> you can speak any way you want right. to. And I respected it. Still didn't agree with it, but I respected it. Mm. And, you know, I needed that grade, mm. so I did what I had to do to get out of that class. <laughs> so it's, it's weird how that works out, mm. though. Like, um, you know, it's often called, like, code switching. You know what I mean? Right. But, but like, I, I notice it. Like, sometimes when, I, when I've got, like, people who are not black in the studio or people who don't come from like hip hop culture, I'll start off with like, all right, I'm going to just be, keep it real. I'm going to keep my regular voice going. You know what I mean? And then like 25 minutes in, I'm like, well, okay, that's very interesting. I I, I find that interesting too. So what I want to tell you is like, you know, and I lose a certain part of that spice that I I speak to my mom with. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting how that works out. I think, I I think think we always code switch though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially like when I was growing up, I grew up around a lot of white folks, you mm. know, Western Washington, mm. uh, Olympia, Washington area. And all the white kids would always be like, man, you talk so white. Mm. I hate that. I, yeah, I hate that. That was a daily occurrence. I would, yeah. yeah, I was like, would you, would you, would you want me to talk like I'm, I'm in Wu-Tang Clan or something? Like, what do you, what do you Wayne want Brady me? don't talk white. Wayne right. Brady talk like he black because he is black. black. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. There's, there's, have you ever had this happen to you guys? Because this is something that happened to me when I first started getting into DJ scene. Funny how I got my brother DJ said, but I don't even talk about that right now. But I never forget, it was me and three of my Caucasian friends. So it was Scott, Archie, Chop, and me. Japanese guy came with the Scott. Hey man, how you doing? Shook his hand. Came with the Chop. Hey man, how you doing? Shake his hand. Came with the Archie. Hey man, how you doing? 
soon as he got to me, what's up, my brother? I'm like, nah, bro. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this, man. I'm like, I told him, no, we're not doing this, man. Put your hand down. Shake my hand. It's just a hello, bro. Yeah, We're not doing yeah, this. Right. Yeah. That's just clown it's meant, shit. It's meant to be kind and and make you feel like yeah. you you know like you have some camaraderie and they understand you, but it does the opposite. opposite. Yeah, it yeah. does the opposite. Yeah, that's, that's I, I, I once had a Japanese chick that I used to date back in the day in New York. She was like, "Um, you you uh, what did she say? Basically, she was trying to say that she she uh." I didn't. I didn't use a lot of slang around her, mm. so she said I was different, and I, I was just like, <laughs> oh, I was just like, I, I didn't know how to take it, but you know, it, basically, I code switch. Yeah. With her, I, I talk. I don't use a lot of slang, mm. and you know, because I just felt like she wouldn't understand it anyway. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. But I guess other guys yeah. she kind of came across, they would mm. use that, and you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird it's thing. Weird, because yeah, I thing. go like living in Japan. Sometimes you you speak English with Japanese people who have a decent level of English, right. mm. but you also choose your words carefully because you know the which nuance, words they're yeah. gonna understand. You keep the slang to a minimum, and you know it's just I think it's just natural, right? You know? yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and another thing I do with Japanese people that uh, and this is kind of I, I don't know if it was this girl or somebody else, but they basically said that they understand me better than other people when mm. they I I. I speak slower uh, when, I, mm. when I talk to Japanese people. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I guess you can call that considerate. Same. Yeah. It is weird. Y'all, hey, do y'all still, um, in this day and age where our, our language is so policed and we're finding out a lot more words are, uh, are, are brutal to other people, <laughs> uh, you know, of course the easy ones, like you don't use derogatory words, uh, the F word towards a, the LGBTQ community. Not, we not, don't not say fuck, but tranny or, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you know, I will only say that word to to say like, yeah, I, I don't say faggot. That's a bad word mm-hmm. for me. But but do y'all find yourself using like other language? I, I don't use crazy anymore, and I don't know why I stopped using yeah, crazy. I try, I try, I'm trying to yeah. break away from myself. I, I say wild as a replacement, yeah. like yeah. wild. But you know, one that's been taken away from me that I really kind of resent. I love bitch. Oh, bitch. I love bitch. There's the still a time and a place to use yeah. it. The context yeah. is different. Yeah. I say that too, but, but I'd be I like, don't call this woman bitch. that. Yeah, right, right. Like, it's, like, it's, it's, uh, still with women, there's a time and a place, yeah. man. I, it, like, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's a time and a place. Yeah, oh. I, I, yeah I mean, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I get yeah, it. Yeah. I, 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 I knew there was a time and place when I use it <laughs> at a certain time and a place. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I, I don't have to weaponize it in that way anymore. I, right. I never find it useful to yeah. use it that way. But a lot of times I'm like, man, this bitch. Or look at this silly yeah. ass bitch. Yeah. And, and I yeah. use it like just, and, and I just like saying yeah, I'm it in feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in, I'm yeah, in this bitch. You in the bitch? Yeah, yeah I'm man. in this bitch this too. Bitch there you go. Yeah. It's unisex. Yeah. It's uniterritory. This like, bitch I think popping. If yeah. you use it just yeah. for women, yeah. you could have an argument. But if you bitch, use it just context broad, matters, bitch, man. Bitch is yeah. more. Bitch is more. Um, like gender neutral than dude. It is. That's, it's, it's more gender neutral than yeah. dude. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, like yeah, I be fucking mad bitches. You know what I mean? Yeah, but right. but I don't be fucking mad dudes. You know what I mean? People right, try to be like, right, I call right. her dude. I call him dude. It's like nah, you just call her dude. But you, if I ask you if you fuck dudes, you'd be like nah, hell nah. no. But if I say you fuck <laughs> bitches, or if I say a man like yeah, he a bitch. Yeah, then you know it's, yeah. it's the same. Yeah. It's the same type of shit. So I don't know. I, but I my, my answer to your question is I've been thinking about this recently because we kind of briefly talked about it last time I was up in here with the Nye. And oh, I that's think, right. Yeah. And it depends because I think if you're insulting somebody, insults are specifically meant to not be politically correct. Mm. So you could call that person a crazy bitch 
if you're insulting them. Because you can't, there's no way to properly insult somebody. The act of insulting somebody is already right, proper right, in of right. itself. Mm-hmm. Right. You know this what I mean? goes to the N-word argument I was having. Because like, Tana has to uh-huh. broke it down uh, yeah. greatly. And I had to explain to my white friend like why. Well, first, like, why can you clear it up? Uh, like, what what he said about it? I, I know, I oh, know. Yeah, what well, yeah. So, what Tanner Hezekiah said was, it's all about relationships and how, like, the dynamics of relationship. Like, he was saying how his wife can be with her girlfriends and they call each other bitches. And we've all heard like women call, it, hey, yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. But if I call a woman a bitch, it's a whole different context because mm-hmm. I don't have that relationship. Right. And it's the same thing with the uh, the n word. Like, basically, man, if I start calling you Captain Boo Boo Pants and you was like, yo, Spade. Don't call me Captain Boo Boo Pants. And I'm like, nah, Captain Boo Boo Pants. And you like, bruh, don't do that. And then you get to scrapping with me. Cause I don't have to relate. Now your right. girl may call you Captain Boo Boo Pants, because right. that's your relationship. Right. Or just like your yeah, girl can call yeah, you yeah. honey or, or baby. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't call another man's wife baby. baby. Just because I call my wife babe just in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that relationship. That's the same thing. Relationship. Yeah. It's just mad disrespectful for somebody without mailing it. I don't say the word myself because I try to take the argument away from uh, other people because I'm the guy who will correct you. So since I'm that guy who's going to correct you for saying the N-word, just to take that argument out of the equation, <laughs> right? I don't say it. There, there is a contradiction there um, in, in a sense. And and I mostly, I, I only use it when I'm around people who know mm-hmm. that I'm that I'm uh, half black. And I only use it around people who are I would consider my brothers. But you're so, black, though. See, here's the thing. If yeah. I saw you walking down the street, I wouldn't be like, oh, they're going to have black guy. Right. Well, you know that, but that context is important because I've also been called out. Uh, when I was younger, I was called out like, "Why are you saying that?" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, did I have to show you pictures of my right. fucking family? My you know? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, by the way, by the way, not only uh, am, am, is my dad a slave, he was also an indigenous right. person out here too. Like, you know, like not, my my father wasn't a slave to be clear about that. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I know the legacy. But but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I also like there is an inherent contradiction to that. So if you throw it out and you call everybody that you can expect a certain level of misunderstanding and comfortability. Like I, in California, I haven't been in California for a whole minute, but apparently everybody is saying the M bomb out yeah. there now. I don't and, know how I feel about that. I mean, it's a strange <laughs> thing. Little, little Korean Mexican kids is saying it. Like, you know, the only people that's not is white kids, but every other culture, I, I hear like Filipino cats is notorious for dropping the end. I had to correct a couple of my uh, yeah. Filipino, Filipino uh, relatives. I'm like, bro, mm. like, I'm not telling you what to do when I'm not around, <laughs> but while I'm here, I would greatly right. appreciate if you didn't right. Uh, right. use right. that. In my right. right. I, I mean, just because Issa Rae calls Filipinos the niggas of Asia right. doesn't mean that you've got the yeah, context for doing that. I mean, it, it's true the Filipino culture is like, you know, really, really oppressed and their, their minds are really colonized by Western society, but, but a lot yeah. of pork dishes too. Yeah, and, and all, it's, it's also true that the, the original indigenous people of the Philippines were called the Negritos of the Mountains true. by the Spanish because they were melanistic people. But but it don't give you the excuse to do it when you got a white dad and a Filipino mom or a Filipino mom and Facts. a Filipino dad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's but, a weird thing, man. That's even with the Cubans, man. You got Afro Cubans and you got white Cubans. Mm-hmm. Like it's, True. It's, it's, and once again, the, I know these terms are super amorphous. So they right. go back and forth. Like, who do we allow to be white and who do we allow to be black? Mm-hmm. But in the constructs of a Western society, yeah, man, you got white Cubans and white Mexicans. So it's, right. I'm just basically, it's levels right. to it, man. Right. Well, that's that's kind of the thing about Afro pessimism too, because it is the, ex- the most extreme version of essentialism. And essentialism is basically saying that things in themselves have an, an essential essence in them, 
it says it's things have an essential essence to them. And so like, no matter what, like this, this idea of race, we, we make it seem as though it's essential, but it is a social construct. So the idea of race is biologically an illusion. Illusion. There's more differences within a race, quote unquote. There's more differences genetically within a race than there are differences between Between. races. And so like, just because race is an illusion doesn't mean that racism isn't (laughs) real. You know what I mean? So, So like this distinction of like, Oh, uh, Latino, black. It's like, what does that even mean? And within a society, you find the distinctions like Mm -hmm. Africans ain't black. They're not sharing the same black experience. experience. So when we uppercase that black, I'm talking about people who are in the United States. Rewind that part, guys. Rewind that part. Listen to it on slow-mo because he just dropped some knowledge on y'all right there. Seriously, rewind that part. Another word to say is... I appreciate uh, that, El Spade. You know what I mean? My bad. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to jump all no, over no, your no, mind. No, 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 this is good. But uh, tribalism mm. is, mm. is, I think, a major factor of right. that. You know, the 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 separating of peoples. Mm. Um, you know, as, as we spoke, a lot of it comes from the colonizers. You know, right. subjugating folks of, of right. darker shades in different countries. But also, you know, it expands to sports teams. Yeah. Seattle Seahawks. So fuck the San Francisco 49ers. Right, right. You know, like we 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 like to do that. In many aspects of our society, that's a human condition, right. man. Like yeah. no matter what, if everybody looked the same, we'll find a way. Like you, right. see, okay, you see it in Japan, yeah. right? Like even the uniforms they wear, everybody's meant to look the same, but mm. it's always that one little thing distinction that, mm. that makes you stick out. So it, we're always going to separate ourselves, no matter right. what. Yeah. And that's why I don't really fight against racism. Like I'm not trying it's to. Too end nebulous. Racism. What is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, your yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. That's your yeah. problem, dude. Right. That burden shouldn't be on me to try to end racism. Only thing I'm saying is don't block me. Don't make legislation to block me Mm. from doing what I can do. But if you want to hate black people, I can't stop you. That's your right right and that's your bad. That's your problem, not mine. Identities have to be forged. Facts. You know what I mean? Identities are not essential and inherent. Like even down to what we consider genders are not essentially inherent to to a a, a person. And these things have to be forged in the same way that that a a, a black identity must be forged. Are, Are you guys familiar with the ADOS movement? American descendants ADOS? of yeah ADOS uh, American descendants of slavery. Um, Maurice Shelton actually sent me a video about. Oh, that's that. my dog. Maurice yeah. is who I'm doing the podcast with. This yeah, is not yeah, information. Yeah. And he kind of I didn't know about it before that. But can that I get kinda... you into the mic a little bit? Yeah. Well, where's the other mic at? Okay, cool. I, I just hear echo when you're talking, but oh, yeah, you hit the bathroom. But but yeah, ADOS movement, right? Like this is forging an identity of blackness specifically from black americans who do not come from the caribbean or other places right and what that is is like that distinction is mad separating it separates the black community to such a fucking tremendous degree it's a really strange thing but it is an identity that is currently being forged and we see the political implications of it and and we see the way that this this block of people have a completely different idea about their identity as black americans than than other people i i I don't even know how i would fit into uh the ados movement even though my father is clearly an american descendant of slavery but because i'm mixed it's like do i get half of the reparation like what does that even mean you know what i mean what happens if your parent one of your parents come from haiti like what is this new identity that you're forging which just serves to separate black community they did that um with kamala harris like she's not black enough right because she's not a descendant of slavery they said the same thing about Obama. He's not black enough because he's not an, right. a descendant of American slavery. Right. And are, are you I, not black enough if you come from money? 
Like, what is the black we're, we're, experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what lines? Yeah. Yeah, what, what boxes you got to yeah. check to qualify? I mean, because yeah. the, the white mom is not really what separates Obama, Barack Obama's experience as a person from mine. It's the fucking money that he comes from that yeah. separates his experience from mine and the other thousands of black people, you know, tens of thousands, millions of black people in the U.S. Mm. That's the big difference. It's the yeah. class line there. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know what I mean? About right. which you, you know, how, how we should discern classism from racism and, and not mix the two. And, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm materialist. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're going to go into one more. Well, actually, actually, man, we'll get into more of the music stuff with Elspade. I think we kind of been rambling, have a really good uh, conversation about a lot of things here. What, what I have been doing and what I, what I like to do on the podcast more recently is discuss a place, a place in Japan that is like really dope. Something mm. that you go to like a restaurant an event or uh, an artist or somebody that's dope. Basically a Tokyo spotlight. Do any of you have a place that you would like to shine a light on right now? Only or a Tokyo? Kanto. Uh, you know, yeah, the Kanto area. Uh, or something that is something that is like just want, needs to be highlight, highlighted. Is that it? Highlight, highlight, highlighted. Highlighted. Something that needs to be highlighted here. Uh, it could be a person, event, or something. Like, what do y'all got? What y'all got? Man, I don't know. I don't really be going out. I mean, we, we don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah. We, what uh, do you got, Elspeth? Okay. I should have. I should have sent you the the information earlier. I know, but, it's no problem, you know I mean? dude, man. I'm just happy to be here. Um. So I think it's kind of generic, but the best spot for me in the Tokyo area is uh, Yoyogi Park because it's hard to find greenery here. It's so um, concrete jungly. And you have so much light pollution, and it's always noise going on. So if you really want to find a spot, it's so vast. It's kind of like Central Park in New York, right? It's vast, and you always can find your own spot. So sometimes I just like to be amongst the trees, man, to get my thoughts together. Because if not, you'll go crazy. You got to find a spot you can meditate, and it's worth Because I live in Chiba. It's like an hour and a half. But once a month, I make it a point to go to Yoyogi, walk mm. around, be amongst the trees, you know, get my, my nature on just to center myself because man if you're not around the earth you go crazy guys like you're not meant, you're not meant to be around concrete and these structures all the time man like right. you gotta connect with earth like sometimes feel the grass man like seriously go go feel the grass go feel the tree you know don't worry about the bugs like we've gotten so conditioned not to you know yeah live you know, sometimes I walk barefooted. Like, I know it sounds hippie-ish, right? But no. watch, out, watch out for parasites. That's right. all I'm saying. Man, dude, you know, that's going to be there. Some hookworm. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. sometimes you just got to connect to the... E. coli. Yeah, man. It's out there. I mean, that's... From the feet. From the, From the feet. feet. Yeah, I got... No, I, I agree with that, though, because you know I be gardening. This guy right here, man, you are a master gardener, man. It's getting there, man. A master gardener. You know. I'm going to put that on your IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Master uh, gardener, it's a but like just you know dealing with the plants. You know you plant the seeds. You got your hands in the dirt. You got to keep your fingernails short so it doesn't get under the, you know all messy and stuff. And you see a caterpillar, you got to pick it off and like all that. Right. You know being in touch with the natural, mm -hmm. just the naturalness yeah. amidst the concrete jungle that we live in. Right. I, I, I read that resonates with me. Yeah, so check out your yogi guys. Like seriously, man, do that. Do that. Do yourself a favor and go to your yogi park and just uh, just walk. Be amongst the trees. 
I'm glad you said your Yogi Park because I, I live near a big park, as, as you know. Yes, you do. And I'm, I'm glad you didn't drive that because I don't want motherfuckers coming to my park. <laughs> yeah. Messing up my good saying. time. I kept yeah. it general. I actually have a park near my house, too, but I didn't say that one either. Like, yeah. Yo, Yogi, go there. You know, for, for such a big, sprawling metropolis, uh, Tokyo does a pretty good job at um, maintaining certain little oasises. Oasis? Oasis. I don't know Oasis. Oasis. Oasis of good. like nature here. You know what I mean? Like when I lived on uh, the Amanote uh, Komagome, uh, the Rikugian Garden is right there. And that's like a 17th century Edo, Edo period garden. It's just like you wouldn't know because it's behind five story buildings. And it's just like a whole expanse of land. I used to pay a dollar, go there, just sit down, do my meditation in the morning time and reconnect with that E. coli. That's dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Get some of the hookworm, a cirrhosis of the eye. Cirrhosis. Yeah. Ringworm. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, I mean, I appreciate I appreciate you uh you you letting us know about the uh one of the biggest parks. I like to spotlight the the major yeah, Tokyo attraction. Tower. <laughs> Tokyo Tower. The yeah. place where millions of people yeah, go a man. year. Jedi yeah. Mind Tree. Okay. Sky Tree. Hey, I, I know the vibes. Highly underrated. I know the vibes. I got one. Man. Um so you know, I, I wanna be clear first. This this is actually my sponsor for my podcast, but I, I don't mean it in that way. I'm not trying to plug them. But uh, Code Chrysalis, I want to give a shout out to uh, Code Chrysalis. They are um, a software coding boot camp oh, in wow. Tokyo. Uh, one of uh, there's one other one, but they are they are probably the best in my opinion. Yo, yeah, I, I've actually heard a lot of information yeah, that, so that the other one is mad trash. <laughs> oh, well, well, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, I do not, the I'm, I do the knowledge, and I yeah yeah. I'm not, not going to get into that. Afro pessimist uh, <laughs> Frank Wilderson says it's mad trash. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, shout out to them. So they're, they're a coding boot camp in Tokyo, and um, the the founders are, they, they, they come from that Silicon Valley environment, um, but they decided that there was a need out here um, for software. Yo, I got to get with you. I yeah. Seriously. I yeah, 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 software Yo, engineering. My man, my man Cliff. Should I call you Cliff or should I just use the government name? To whatever, whatever. My, my at, guy at, at Terrence. Yeah, <laughs> well, my guy Terrence. No, uh, Cliff. Cliff has got like the crazy inroads with because his podcast focuses more on like a, a larger expanse of the international community. So he he's rocking with people who are are trying to get free water to people out here. He's rocking with people who are trying to bring menstrual cycle awareness and and hygiene, like all types of really crazy endeavors that I just wouldn't really have on my podcast. So I definitely want you guys to go check out the Tokyo Speaks podcast. I really think it's the number one when it comes to that segment of, of Tokyo. Like really he's highlighting a portion of the international community that these other little bullshit podcasts can't touch, man. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for that, Mega. But yeah, back to just I just want to explain Cochris a little more. So the, the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, reason why I I wanted to highlight them is because they you know when you because they have well pre COVID they had uh, events in person and stuff like that. Now they do of course like everyone else they do a lot of online stuff. But um, before COVID they you know they, they was just this and it was in an environment that I, I felt really inspired. You know, um, regardless if I. You know, I've kind of tried to delve into uh, coding, but regardless if I keep that up, I just wanted to highlight that environment because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people here are, for instance, are come here as teachers, right? Um, for whatever reason, they might get tired of that. You trying to sell me on the shit now. I got to so. drop out of, start coding. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to go pay for some coding classes. Totally but me too. You spade. 
they Too much life. they attract all type of people teachers um former marketers people who if you want to make a career transition into tech i would say look into code chrysalis that's Boom. i'm gonna leave it at Sold. that i'm gonna leave it at yeah, that. yeah yeah man i i mean i looked into it too i just don't have uh the time for it right now but i think that, that is a, a a really uh feasible trans trans uh, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, transition. <laughs> Boom. I didn't. I was with transcendence. <laughs> Open up your third eye and get with that cold chrysalis. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. It's a transformation. You know, yeah. chrysalis. You know, you go in there as a caterpillar and then you emerge as a butterfly hey. with coding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Word. I got one. Okay. Boom. There All we right. go. Three. Tri- Look for it anybody up. who has a healthy appetite. Those people who like to cook. If you don't know about Gyomu Super, find you one. There's two major ones. Gyomu Super's one. Niku no Hanamasu is the other one. Mm. They're like mini Costco's. They sell food in bulk. Like you could get two kilograms of chicken, which is about 4.4 pounds of chicken. For if it's frozen chicken thigh, you can get that for about 680 yen. Mm. If it's fresh chicken breastesses, then said about breastuses. 980. <laughs> Boom. Man, yeah. you got super energetic on that part. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you don't get chicken. A... Let me tell you about that chicken. I'll do it for free, chicken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bet. Uh, yeah, man. Frozen veggies, frozen fruits, bulk for cheap. You know, that's lifestyle. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Boom. Yeah. Yeah. To, to piggyback off of that, <laughs> piggyback. My, man, my man is Gigantor over here. So trust him when he say he getting that lean protein from quality chicken. Where do you say? Uh, Gyomu? Gyomu Supa. Is one the other one um, is Niku no Hanamasa. Hanamasa, baby. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Han- yeah, Hanamasa. We got one right here. Yeah, they're all over Tokyo. So just okay. do your Googles. You're right. They got at Hanamasa, they got like thicker style American cuts of steak. Yeah, yeah. It ain't yeah. from the good part of the cow, but I mean, it's thicker style. You it's know red. Mean? Yeah, yeah. Soak it in some <laughs> pineapple. You know what I mean? Figure it out. There you go. The, Put some the ashes uh, there. Break it down. With the Shio Koji recently. Mm, you know what that is? Yes, absolutely. That rice stuff. Yeah. 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 Koji, you know, yeah. they got yeah. the Shio Koji uh, burritos up at Chili's in Harajuku, man. That's my guy over there, Carlos, right straight from the from from Mexico okay. with with the burritos. Go there. I mean, not, all right. I'm not doing four Tokyo spotlights, but yeah. Yeah. There we go. Boom. Uh, and uh, I, I, I would like we, we've been recording about an hour, 10 minutes or something like that. Seem longer, though, right? It's only I mean, talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's only been yeah. about an hour and ten minutes. So I'm gonna go ahead and cut us off right here, and we're gonna trans transition, transform, <laughs> metamorphosize into part two, which you guys can catch on Friday. Uh, let's go ahead and do some social media drops. Where can we find you, Lex Hunter? I'm on IG. Wait, stop. Lex Hunter. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what I mean? You know, I, it just felt so you natural. I, mean? I didn't even pick up on it. But I mean, that's your name, and it sounds like you're like a super villain or a superhero. <laughs> like I'm you know a video mean? game character. It these sounds days. like you hunt. I mean, what kind of character would he be in The Expendables? Himself? Terrian. <laughs> Terry <laughs> Cruz with braids. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, with with, with locks. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I- I'm sorry. Uh, update the IMDb. Uh, let us know where you at. Right. 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 Um. Well. Okay. We'll start with the IMDb. Alexander W. Hunter. If you want to find out where you can see my work. Um. I uh, IG Instagram Sage of Stone. All one word. Uh. Recently, kind of doing Twitter Sage of Stone as well. Uh. Marcus Elspay Johnson and I. We got a. Very irregular show called the Random Show. Random Show. See, I didn't even get to talk about that. I that we to talk do about together. That. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's um, 
on Instagram. We put out we put it up on Facebook too, but don't don't frame me on Maybe Facebook. going to YouTube soon, maybe. Yeah, we we talking, we're about, talking about, it. about it. Do it, do it. It's, it's called the it. random show for a reason. You know, there's not much scheduling or format yeah. involved, but we just talk about random stuff. Sometimes we talk about how many synonyms for dicks and pussies can you think of? Mm. And sometimes you talk about, you know, heavier stuff like social issues and, you know, the whole, like, for example, the NHK mm. racial cartoon that was out a little while back. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think that's that's all for me. Next. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Tokyo Speaks is the podcast that I'm host and producer of. Hey, just do your Googles. Uh, we're on all major podcast streaming platforms. And if you want to follow the podcast, I'm, we're on Facebook, uh, IG, and Twitter. Tokyo Speaks. Um, you can find me on multiple sites. Um, if you really want to get in contact with me, Facebook and Instagram is the best. Instagram, DJL Spade. That's all one word. Uh, Facebook, DJL Spade. All one word. Should make it easy for you. Also, you can uh, email me at tokyostashespade at tokyostashespade.com. Also, displaysmedia at gmail.com if you need any production. Um, I am great with the beats. Very eclectic. He's going to make the new theme music for the Mega Late Show. You know what? And you I'll be I mean? honored to do it. He made a few tracks for our video game that yeah, we got. Yeah, I was out. actually... Um, Ben's a video game. RPG. I was lucky to make seven tracks for the Ben's RPG. Mm. I've also done... Uh, multiple work for animes here. Darling and the Franks, episode number eight. That's me rapping on it. I've also did music for uh, Sky Blue. Cap- oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You didn't edit, that edit that out. <laughs> do, that do, out. I, do I really need to edit that <laughs> out? No, no, you're good. Okay, okay. Leave it okay. out. You don't want him to lose his I job. I was like, because I don't do that. Yeah, like, <laughs> no editing. It's your you fault. Said you it, fucked up. Yeah. You said you it. You never work in this town again. Um, but yeah, I'm also doing like multiple. Uh, I did a soundtrack for the movie I was in. So if you need any production work, Please hit your boy up once again, either Tokyo Stash Spade at Tokyo Stash Spade.com or uh, displacedmedia at gmail.com. I would greatly appreciate it. Or hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm not bougie. If you got any questions, please do that. Also, check your boy out on Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, YouTube, DJ L Space, or Displaced Media, and just check out some of my music. And if you think it's garbage, I'm cool with that. But the sign of a <laughs> hater is tell me why you think it's garbage. If you can't tell me why you think it's garbage, you just a hater. It's because you're black. Yeah, you know what? You can be a knuckle dragging, low bottom feeding hater, but just tell me why, and I'll respect it, man. So mm. please just go ahead, check out the music. Let me know what you think, man. I greatly appreciate it. Mm. I believe that there are two types of podcasts. There are good podcasts and there are bad podcasts. <laughs> hey. You know what I mean? Hey, and, and you hear all that shit that he's talking about, all these other things, these these magical type of things that he's doing and shit. Instead, <laughs> and, and we talk about Afro-pessimism for 35 minutes on this podcast. We didn't even find out shit. But don't even worry about that because just like I got Lex back multiple times and I've had my brother Tokyo Cliff back many times, we're going to have L Spade back. I'm thinking that maybe this is the squad that does the, the New Year celebration episode Dope. this might be Dope. it you know what i mean Rock we might it. have to figure that Rock out but, but yeah mega late show uh episode number 130 all these guys i want to go out into a track of a tokyo artist right now this is may so his newest track with libro it's called to the moon and back and and check us out on friday for part two where we share some music and shit that's it fellas
2020 till eternity Libro on the beats the MEI song 彼女は俺ひねんですよねヴェルスうちの彼女はアルクフリースター嘘をスライスシステムナイフチャップアップインパンハサンダダベヨーピーナッツバタッドジャムセッションフタリのライフサンデーにはないダイホン息を一度ナイスボーサーナイヨーザツダンデキナイ Let's get a little bit of space, yeah.